Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back to Today's Issues. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman this week. I am joined in studio by Fred Jackson and Chris Woodward. Dr. Ray Pritchard joins us from Kansas City. Uh, Ray, tell our listeners a little bit about your ministry and your website and what folks can find there. Well, thank you, Ed. Uh, I head up a ministry called Keep Believing. Find us online at keepbelieving.com. We we started on the Internet. Now that way, go around the world. We provide through books and videos and booklets and audio. Uh, we're trying to take the Word of God and provide it free of charge for people around the world. And in fact, right now, I'm in an online series in the book of Galatians called Truth on Fire. There's no book more relevant to the cultural confusion of today than the book of Galatians. And on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday nights, I'm teaching through it. Tonight, we're in Galatians chapter 4. You can watch us live online on Facebook and on YouTube. And then once I'm done there, we post it at keepbelieving.com. Anyway, folks, just surf on over to keepbelieving.com and check us out. And Ray, you also do some traveling and uh, preaching and teaching at uh, Bible camps and yes, conferences. Yes. They can find information if they want to contact oh, the, you. The, the schedule to- is is there on our website. Loved, you know, these days, Ed, I never go anywhere anywhere without running into AFR listeners. People come up and say hi and talk to me. I was in just a couple months ago out in the frozen tundra back in the middle of winter and uh, went way below zero. And folks came out for the Bible study I was doing at the church, uh, listeners to AFR. So I'm glad to meet our friends wherever I go. Well, what frozen tundra where where, where exactly the, okay this was just central kansas just about oh wow 150 miles west of us but we had that terrible yeah. cold snap two or three months back in february and it was 15 below zero one night when i was out there preaching. is that all yeah <laughs> <laughs> well let me i'm just gonna tell you uh, when we were all going, and much of the country was going through that cold yeah. snap, I, I think here's when we that was. If you're talking about the same thing, right. when we had that ice for uh, for about yeah, a week same, or whatever, same thing. We were all saying, I "Can't wait for summer," mm. and I suspect in another month or so, we'll be saying, <laughs> "Ah, what I, I would do so for a cold snap like that." So, right. Anyway, that's human nature. We're complainers. All right, Chris, let's move on. Well, um, shortly before the break, we were talking about how the media kind of dismissed anything involving China and COVID-19 and its origins. Did it come from a lab? Things like that. One of the other things the media has largely ignored or dismissed is uh, any and all scandal involving Hunter Biden, one of Joe Biden's sons. Uh, You know, last year it was largely reported by center-right news outlets that Hunter Biden had all kinds of business dealings overseas and did any of that money ever go to his dad when he was vice president or after he had left the office of the vice president? Did any of the money benefit his uh, presidential campaign? Things of that nature. Uh, in recent days, the New York Post had an article out uh, that found uh, Joe Biden was a regular at a D.C. hotspot where he met Hunter's associates from Kazakhstan. And that might kind of raise some alarm bells because Joe Biden said on the campaign trail he had no knowledge or any participation in Hunter's business dealings, this article from the New York Post uh, says otherwise. So to set all this up and to get your guys' reaction to it, I want to do some sound here. This here is a montage of uh, various pundits and politicians, including Adam Schiff, of 
California, dismissing Hunter Biden's scandals over the last year. Clip seven. He talks about Hunter Biden's hard drive. Uh, he talks about conspiracy theories. The whole uh, smear on Joe Biden uh, comes from the Kremlin. Most of those charges unverified. Charges so heinous, I'm not even going to say them. They're like, <laughs> what are they talking about? I don't know. It's his no, laptop. No. And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking, he's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. Come on. Yeah. Baseless conspiracy theories about Joe Biden and his son, Hunter. You know, Fred, this is the same thing as yes. the uh, Wuhan virus. Yes. This is the same kind of play out mm-hmm. of what something happens. The media's job is to examine it and to investigate mm-hmm. it and report on the facts. And then you can have pundits talking about it. But this is this is the same the same pattern. Yes. Well, it, well, I keep repeating this, I know, and it sounds like a broken record. But you have to understand now, the mainstream media, journalists in this country, I'd say, you know, 99% of them, there are a few exceptions. When you listen to them, when you see them out covering Joe Biden, they are friends. <laughs> they are colleagues in an ideology. They believe they both believe the Democratic Party, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and the mainstream media, when they their worldview is exactly the same. It is very anti-Christian. It is pro-abortion. It is globalist in their thinking. Uh, you know, it is all in on global warming, pardon me, climate change. Maybe it'll be something different next week. Right. You have to understand they're they're all working together in force. There is one thing stopping them. Truth. Right. And what's happening is truth begins to, as it always does, because God arranges it. Yeah. Truth does come out. And what happened is Hunter Biden, who has bad days, <laughs> forgets to pick up the laptop. And lo and behold, on that hard drive is evidence, the story last week, that... Then Vice President Joe Biden in 2015 went to a swanky restaurant in Washington with his son Hunter and some of Hunter's business associates from around the world. And thank goodness for recording video. We have Joe Biden saying, I have no knowledge of my son's business dealings. Right. He was caught in a lie. Now, we expected Fox News and other conservative agencies, but the, the rest, they don't want to deal with truth because that interferes with the narrative. Right. So that's that's where we are with this, and I have to drive this home. Journalists, for the most part, are all in with the Democratic Party platform agenda. You have to understand that. Whatever the Democrats, the left of the Democratic, you know, as I say, whether it's climate change, whatever the case may be, uh, a big thing right now, maybe we'll talk to it in a moment, Joe Biden is pounding... Uh, racism in this country, racism, racism, racism. And he's, he's fighting it with racist policies. Yeah. He got caught on it last week. There was a federal appeals court said because they had this, uh, restaurant, uh, relief fund that was out there. Yeah. Let's, let's come back to that because I do want us to to cover that story. Yes. Ray, let me just, the other thing that Chris and, uh, Fred are talking about here. The the, the, the the narrative. Let me let me just come right back to the to the fact that the the motivation of the media with 
the narrative is all that's important, not the truth, the narrative. Ray, let me ask you, is it too much to suggest that the reason they believe that is because they understand that the future of America really is at stake? Are we going to return to what the founders established, one nation under God, those kind of things, or are we going to successfully move America into a globalist, more socialist, uh, you know, secular future? And as a result, that that uh, future is so important that it doesn't matter if you have to break a few eggs to make the omelet. It doesn't matter if you have to overlook some truths because the end justifies the means. You know, it helps to remember, Ed, when the story dropped, that the Hunter Biden laptop story dropped into the media just a few weeks before the November 3rd election. Right. Okay, that was huge. The timing of it was huge. Happens two years ago. Maybe the coverage a little bit different, but they could not risk the mainstream media could not risk letting that story get big. And the most interesting thing to me about the clip that was played is not what um, President Trump said, uh, Joe Biden's in trouble. It's the attitude of, I guess, was that Leslie Stahl? It was that, Leslie mm-hmm. Stahl, Okay. Right. She goes, no, he's not. It's, <laughs> it's the tone in her voice. No, he's not. He, you Almost like patting President Trump on, you right. silly boy. No, he's not. She actually was speaking for the whole mainstream. He's not in trouble because we're not going to let him be right. in trouble. They couldn't dare let this story get big because this was a story that could have turned the election on its head. And the mainstream media was completely invested in bringing down Donald oh, Trump. Oh, yeah, they, that, that, had, that had to be accomplished. Well, Fred, right. let's come back to that other story mm-hmm. you were just mentioning because— to me, that goes right to the point that we're kind of uh, making here, and that is that the narrative is all that matters because the left has to make this pivot from the America of the past to the America of the future as they envision it. And right now, the instrument of bludgeoning the conservatives and the patriotic people is race. Yes. Because how can you love a country that's systemically racist? Yes. So tell us about what. Well, uh, there's a couple of, there's the case last week that that went to court. This is the uh, Pandemic Restaurant Relief Fund. All right. But the administration, the Biden administration puts these qualifiers on it. Well, we have this pot of money, but uh, we're going to prioritize the applications for it. If you're a woman restaurant owner, if you're a uh, African-American restaurant owner, Latino restaurant owner, you get first ifs at the pot. And if there's anything left in the pot, by the time we're finished handing out all these millions of dollars to these three groups, uh, if you're a white male restaurant owner, if there's a few scraps on the table, we might give that to you. All in the name... Joe Biden says, of fighting racism. Right. So he's applying racist policies to resolve what he says is an ongoing racist problem in this country. Now, fortunately, there was a federal appeals court, U.S. Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals, with the help of a mm-hmm. of a group uh, from Wisconsin. Yeah, Wisconsin was, Institute for Law and Liberty. They go to court. An initial judge upheld what Biden was Biden's mm-hmm. policy. 
They go to the federal appeals court and said, you can't do this. Right. You can't do this. Clearly. Yeah. Clearly you can't. And here we are again, uh, just in the last several days, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden uh, talks about a uh, anti-Asian hate crime bill. In other words, uh, Asians are being attacked out there and we, we want to make that a hate crime. All right. Asians are being attacked. That is true. You, you can you can go just about any any week. Yes. And you'll see a video or two. New York, that. San Francisco, Los Angeles mainly. Yeah. But the two examples he gave hmm. in announcing this policy, it was white people, uh, two incidents of white people attacking uh, other white people. So people began to scratch their head. What is, wait a minute, we're talking about attacks against Asians. Right. Why are you reverting to Charlottesville? Yes. What does this have to do? But, of course, the reporters didn't ask that question. But here's the reality. Someone has done some research. They've gone to those three cities. Hmm. Over 90% of the attacks on Asian people, and we're talking just recent months, right. and like you say, you see videos every second day coming out of New York, it seems. It's chilling. Yes, it is. It's horrible. And it is the perpetrators are primarily... Black and Latinos. Now, those are the facts. Right. Those are the facts. Over Well over 90%. We saw that video, that horrible video, of that uh, dear Asia, uh, elderly Asian individual walking by this building, and you had the security guards standing inside the building. They didn't go out and help. Right. And it was attacked. Uh, a- another person attacking an Asian lady with a hammer. Mm-hmm. Broad daylight. Yeah. They don't know these people. They just are going up. But Joe Biden could not bring himself to say these attacks in New York and Los Angeles just have been horrible. Never mention those in introducing this Asian hate crime bill. And apparently he's going to do it again today. He's out in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and he's going to announce another one of these race programs that's going to favor businesses owned by minorities. And if you're a white woman or a white man, you own a business, ah, forget about you. Yeah. Ray, you know, first of all, I want to say that the vast majority of black and Hispanic people in this country are probably just as horrified as people from every other ethnic and racial background when they see these videos out of the blue. Someone I saw one over the weekend where it uh, it looked like a, a black man just walked up and socked an elderly Asian woman just knocking her backwards. She fell back. And I think wound up with a concussion or whatever. And they they arrested this guy. I don't know if he had mental problems or what. But the vast majority of people in this country are peace-loving. These videos right. are shocking because they are relatively rare. But there is a growing sense in which in some of our big cities, uh, Asian people are being targeted. I have no idea why. Everything I've read, Fred, to your point, is that it is primarily – Black and Hispanic people uh, attacking Asian people. I don't know what what that's about. I don't know what 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 the deal is. Why that would be a thing. But uh, Ray, it it is it is bizarre that the, this administration and the left seem to think that the best way to handle racial and ethnic conflict is by promoting it. <laughs> right. That we're going to make we're going to make the divisions worse. I don't see how I don't see how it, it, a policy that intentionally favors 
one group of people over another group of people. I don't see how that's going to promote unity, harmony, harmony or healing here in the United States. Uh, what we need is the even-handed administration of justice, right? Where if it's protecting Asians, we protect them, right? If it's protecting blacks, Hispanics, white, it doesn't matter. That's all we're asking for here. Because, Ed, as you said, anybody, I don't care what color your skin is, you're going to look at those videos. I've seen them too. They are horrifying and they are enraging to think that in America, this kind of thing can happen in a big city and the police either turn their, you know, they, they turn away or they come, they make a couple arrests, then the people are let out and nothing ever happens. When you have that kind of situation, you have, uh, it's, a, it's a miscarriage of justice that guarantees we're going to see more violence, not yeah. less. Yeah. All right. Well, there was so much to go over today. This very well could have been the lead story. Um, but uh, in recent days, Texas Democrats decided they were going to try to block one of these bills that would strengthen election laws. And uh, one of the ways Democrats decided to try to block this was to just simply walk out, not allow for a House uh, vote to take place on the floor and things of that nature. Democrats were successful in that effort. And now Republican Governor Greg Abbott is in the news for saying, I'm going to do things that is going to result in you guys, legislators, not being paid. And so this story is uh, its kind of a, a Texas duel, if you will, where Texas wanted to do like Georgia and Florida and Arizona and I guess some other states that I'm forgetting and strengthen their election laws. And Democrats to say Democrats said this is racist, it's wrong, we're going to not be here so you can't have a vote on it. And as I mentioned there at the beginning of the uh, discussion, Governor Greg Abbott is in the news today for saying, you know what, you're not going to get paid. So, Well, well Fred, uh, my, my understanding of the reason this is done, and this has happened in Texas before, it's probably happened in a couple of other states. I can't recall which ones, uh, the, which states they were. But you've got to have a quorum to have yes. a vote. Yes. So what Democrats are doing in Texas is mm -hmm. they are saying, well, you can't have a quorum if we're not there mm -hmm. at the state house. So we're not going to show up. And some of them, or maybe all of them, are fleeing the state <laughs> because what the governor can do is he can send out law enforcement officers, for example, to go to the home of a Democratic state representative or senator and force them to mm -hmm. and escort them yes. to the legislature to do their job, but they can't do that if they're out of state. Yes. And so this is what is, uh, has, has caused the governor to say, fine, if you're going to do that, then you're not going to get paid. Yes. This is a bizarre kind of way to handle this, but the Democrats don't have the votes, and so they're going to say, well, you're not going to vote on anything. Well, and again, the, the crux of this is, and depending on what media story you read on this, uh, it's very interesting when you read the AP. Basically, they refer to like the changes that have been made in Georgia, uh, I believe to a certain extent in Florida and now Texas, they're draconian. And what the Democrats are saying are racist. <clears throat> Here we go with that word right. again. They're racist. Tell me what is racist about a new ID requirement for mail-in ballots. It's, it doesn't say in the legis legislation, this is just for black people. Right. This is just right. for Latino right. people. This is just, no, across the board. And let me just say this. The assumption 
behind the Democratic opposition to IDs for voters is in itself racist. Yes. Because what you are presuming is that black people or Hispanic people aren't smart enough to get an ID. Yeah. I, I mean, how is that not a racist assumption? I know. Because it doesn't say only black people, for example, have to show an ID. Everyone does. And if it's racist, it means you don't think they can get one. Well, and they're they're cutting back on mailing out absentee ballots to everybody. Right. Which is what they did in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And and I, I have to chuckle uh, along the lines of what you're saying is that that how somehow discriminates against a, a particular group of people. Right. Well, well tell me, I, I'd like to sit down and talk with some of these people, uh, absentee ballots that somehow, you know, I, I need this. Well, do you ever go to Walmart to shop for groceries? Right. Do you, do you go to church on Sunday? So you do move out of your house. Yes. <laughs> right. You do go somewhere sometime. Right. Yes. Uh, you do have a kid. And you frequently have to show your ID. Yes. You, know, you board right. a plane or... All of those things. So when you hear folks, when you hear, and in this case in Texas, it's primarily a group of Democrats from Houston uh, that are complaining, saying that this adversely affects uh, African Americans. I just don't understand that. And again, if journalists were doing their job, could they not ask the question of these legislators, well, what do you mean? Right. You know, uh, can they not go to a poll... Some of the other things is it's eliminating drive-through voting and 24-hour polling centers. Mm-hmm. Now, a 24-hour polling centers, that's just open for fraud. Right. You know, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you only can vote at 3 o'clock in the morning? Right. You know, it, it's it's some common sense stuff here. It's all we're talking about, and it's not aimed at a particular group of people. You know, Ray, it, one of the arguments that was used, and I think I read some of this this weekend, as this lawsuit against uh, Major League Baseball has rolled out. But, uh, you know, some of the arguments being made against Major League Baseball were that you, if you buy tickets and you go to pick those tickets mm-hmm. up, you have to show an ID right. to get it. So how hard can it be to show an ID or what's racist about showing an ID when you go to vote if you have to show an ID to do a host of other things? Look, if the Democrats were actually in favor of honest elections, they would be in favor of these very common sense legal changes. Look, everybody knows what's going on. The The people on the other side use the pandemic as an excuse to make wholesale changes in the election law to cause, to make, well, to, to upset the normal voting system last year. And that's why we got the results we did right. in November. Hey, I found a list of things, and this is just a short list of things that you're asked to show ID for, by alcohol, of course. Adopt a pet. I had forgotten this, but we adopted a couple of cats earlier this year. We had to show ID. Hey, you you want a couple more? (laughs) No. You won't have to show an ID. No, No, and if my kids are listening, no. Um, uh, You have to rent, uh, if you want to rent, drive, register a car, show ID, buy tobacco, open or access a bank account, get on an airplane, buy some cold medicines, Yes. Thanks to all the people buying and using stuff for drug purposes. Uh, We all have to do that now. To get a job, in some cases, you have to show ID. Yes. That's racist. All all of that is racist. Let me just say, for those who are listening, I believe that minorities can get IDs, already have them. The vast majority of them already use them to vote like everybody else does. And... uh, 
so there, there you go. And I'm not going to end the show with my loud and obnoxious laugh, <laughs> like I mentioned earlier in the program. All right, folks, that is all the time we have for today. You've been listening to today's issues. More great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>